the big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the big Scottish football podcast. I'm Stephen Mill and he is Ewan Cameron. How are you doing? Why have I got Gordon Duncan's muff? Um, I don't know why you've got Gordon Duncan's muff. This is a sort of hangover from COVID. So basically during COVID, we we're all given our own headphones yes. with our names on them mine says Dan though <laughs> um, and I'm not Dan that's my producer when I'm on with Gary and we all got given our own mic muffs as well and mine's is 102 mine's is Gordon Duncan 102 yeah so there you are so um, now we don't care yeah exactly and here we are ready for the uh, the big Scottish football podcast um, um, I've had the last 36 40 hours to prepare for this yes bring it on Stephen Mill a lot of stuff happening over the weekend we'll get to it all plus we'll be going through your shouts for a Scottish football we're a board game you can find us on Twitter at Big Football Scott we're on Instagram and Facebook as well just search for the big Scottish football podcast and make sure you subscribe to the Big Scottish Football Podcast wherever you listen to the show thank you very much in advance please give us five stars that's amazing right let's get stuck in where would you like to start you and Cameron we've got a choice this week don't we where do you want to start it's up to you is it up to me it's up to you where, where do you want to start <sighs> should we just start in the order of how things began chronologically yes so what came first the chicken or the egg it was, uh, I don't know. But were we monkeys before we were humans? Well, yes, I think there's scientific... Facts? Facts to back that up, to be honest, Ian. So we're part the of the... theory of evolution. I know it's a theory, but it's probably steeped in science. So the theory of evolution is that we descended from monkeys. Yeah. So if we're going to start right at the beginning... Well, I think even before that, we were probably single-celled organisms way back at the start, to be honest with you. Then we turned into fish. And then sort of crawled out into frogs uh-huh. and then became monkey frog things <laughs> and then became monkeys, monkey frog fish, and uh-huh. then became uh-huh. humans. Yeah. There's actually a very good South Park episode that explains that. Mr. Garrison explains it very well. So then, yeah. Did you watch Prometheus by any chance? Because it sounds like you watched that movie. I've never seen that film, no. Because at the start of Prometheus, there is a being from another world stands at the top of a waterfall Mm -hmm. and he releases something into the water okay and he also disintegrates himself and releases himself into the water and that may explain why you think we were fish to begin with because it was another being from another planet that came disintegrated into the water they became fish the fish then didn't they like being in the water so and they just sort of grew legs and that. grew legs and that then they crawled out of the water and they started running around yeah and then but then how did the monkey come about we'll never know the answer to that well question. maybe maybe because the fish had legs and they were out on land they got cold because obviously they've only got scales so uh-huh. over time evolution they got hairy so they were sort of hairy legged fish <laughs> and then it wasn't a giant leap then to become a monkey. Got you. And um, then, then... Became humans. Became humans. Okay. So, so anyway... We started right at the beginning. So we started right at the beginning. And we're here we are in 2023. And it finished Celtic 3, Rangers 2 on Saturday lunchtime. So uh, we watched it together, you and Cameron. Good game. It was a good game of football. I enjoyed it. I mean, the quality was missing, but I thought it was 100 miles an hour. I thought it was end-to-end. I thought Rangers were the better team. I thought, apart from the Rangers' defence getting it wrong twice and more or less handing Celtic a couple of goals, 
Um, I thought Rangers deserved to win it. Let's remind us, everyone listening to this podcast, what you said last week about this football match. Okay, you. I'm going to say something here and now. Rangers will beat Celtic at Parkhead on Saturday. Rangers are closer than some people think, and I think they proved that at Ibrox when they drew 2-2. Rangers deserve to win that game, and I think they'll come out all guns blazing, and I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for Rangers at Parkhead. I think Rangers beat them in the semi-final as well. Okay. If it wasn't for Davis and Suter, they win the game 2-1. Again, there's a famous phrase about your auntie. (laughs) (laughs) And your uncle. And your uncle. (laughs) So at the end of the day, it finished Celtic 3, Rangers 2. You got that one wrong. I I got that one. Now listen, I'm I'm, I'm big enough to concede. I thought Rangers played pretty well. Obviously, defensive mistakes with the partner as well. We'll get to the Morello stuff uh, a little bit later on when we do WTF VAR. Um, But in terms of the actual game... Can I ask you... I, I, I think Celtic didn't play that well, but there's so much more clinical than what Rangers are. Kyogo is sharp as attack and he proved on Saturday why he's the best striker in Scotland. Are Rangers closer to Celtic? I don't think so. Because because I don't think Celtic played that well and they still won. And you said that about Celtic the last time they played Rangers in the League Cup Cup final. Rangers were the better side over the 90 minutes. I know Celtic had their period in the first half. Celtic still won. And then... uh, Ibrox Rangers were the better team and should have won it in the Dream 2 2. But what I'm getting at here, have Rangers closed the gap and are Celtic not playing as well against Rangers because Rangers are not allowing them to play as well? Yeah, I mean, possibly. Yeah, I think that's, that's and a fair assessment. And before anyone messages me or tweets me or DMs me about me being some secret Rangers fan, this is not about me supporting Rangers, backing Rangers. We all watched the game on Saturday. For me, over the 90 minutes, Rangers deserve to win. Doth protest too much. No, 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 because I keep getting the same tweets and DMs all the time about my affiliation to Rangers. Maybe a reason for that, though, Rangers. But I think that Rangers... I just called you Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) I think think over the 90 minutes, I thought Rangers were the better side. I thought they'd go into the faces of Celtic. They didn't let them relax and give them time on the ball. Again, I've got to say it, Callum McGregor. How there's no big clubs down south knocking on the door to get that boy is unreal. I don't think he wants to leave Celtic. But no, but why is there nobody knocking on the door? Because he, again, was just magnificent. That boy finds space when there's no space. He finds a pass 99% of the time. You can't stop him. He is unbelievable. So he had a really good game, and I thought he kept Celtic ticking over. But I'll say it again, I thought Rangers were the better side in the 90 minutes. And yes, Celtic won. And it was a great game, but I think Rangers will beat them in the semi-final. Three times Michael Beale has gone up against Celtic, and he's not beaten them yet. Good point. You, you can't, you can't go. You, you can't argue the stats. Like nobody, I heard quite a lot of Rangers fans saying this. Yeah, we did play quite well on Saturday. Blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, nobody remembers no. how well they played. They remember no. the result. No, but three, think... t- three times Michael Beale has come up against Celtic. He's needed to win all three of them, and, and he's he has won a, zero. Yeah. But I think the Rangers fans can see there's progress. They're matching Celtic. They're creating chances. There's a lot of chat about a big Rangers rebuild over the summer. But looking at that team that started on Saturday, you know, new goalkeeper probably. McGregor's out of contract. But out the back four, Goldson's going to be there. Well, he just signed a new deal last year. Tavernier's going to be there. Barisic is going to be there. Yeah. In the midfield, Cantwell's going to be there. Raskin's going to be there. Jack will probably be there. He'll sign a new deal. Exactly. Up front. Lundstrom, has he not got a couple of years still to go? I think so. Uh, 
Kent is still th- going through contract negotiations, I, th- I believe. I think he might sign and stay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Morelos will go. Morelos will go. But you're talking about seven or eight players that started on Saturday or probably starting for Rangers next season. Yeah. There's not going to be a massive rebuild. Apart from Fashion Sakala and Cholak, who is coming off that bench to influence that game? There wasn't really anyone there that's going to turn the game for you. Sakala possibly weighs pace. Cholak for me is, in no disrespect to Hibbs or Aberdeen, but he is that level of a striker, is Cholak. He's, he's not a Rangers Celtic quality type player. Not a chance. Earlier on in the season, you weren't saying that. He looked pretty no, good. No, no, he was scoring goals. Yeah. But I don't think he's a particularly great striker. Um, nah, no, I'm not having him. So Rangers need a new striker. They need a couple of strikers, actually, because I think Morelos will go. Um, and you'd have probably Cholak as your third choice. I don't think he's even your second choice if they can get a couple of decent players in. Rumours were at the weekend that Rangers have apparently inquired about Lauren Shanklin. Yeah, I did see some chat about that, but then there was other... Conflicting reports saying yeah. that that hadn't happened as well. Tillman as well, uh, five million. I thought but, he was good on Saturday. So, so again, going through the team, McGregor will be away. He's oh, gone. You, you'd imagine. Yeah. Tavernier, Suter, Davis, Barisic, all going to be there next season. Yes. Got, and you've got Goldson as well, who's in. Your Yilmaz, who's still there, who could play at left back. Jack probably going to be there if he signs a new contract. Probably will. Lindstrom, Ra- Raskin, Cantwell, Tillman, Kent. That's nine of the team that started on Saturday yeah. going to be there next season. This sort of thing that there's going to be a massive rebuild at Rangers, there's not going to be because a lot of them they've signed recently. Well, Canwell and Raskin will be definite starters. So will Goldson. So will Davis. So will Tavernier. So you're probably only looking at, what, two or three possible players coming to improve your 11. And do you think that's enough to make up the gap to Celtic? I think they're already closing the gap. I know, but what I'm asking you What, is, to go in and win the league? Yes. No. Right. No. I don't think what they've got just now would win them the league next year. They have to improve and improve greatly in regards to their starting eleven and also to bolster their squad. I think over 38 games, Celtic are a way better side and more prolific in front of goal. I mean, look at the amount of goals that Celtic have scored, scored this year. And every time they go forward, you always feel that they're going to create a chance. 98 goals in yeah. the league. Yeah. And, and they're going to get to, well, well beyond 100. From the Celtic point of view, just very quickly, um, another league title. Yeah. If someday they told you after two weeks of the season last year that Ange Postacoglu would have won the league last season and then gone on to retain it looking like very, very, very comfortably nah. on course for a treble, would you have believed them? Nah. I don't think it, anyone would have. I think there was a lot of people going, Ange who? Yeah, including, including Celtic fans, yeah. by the way. And he has just completely revolutionised. And, and you've got you've got to remember as well, that mess that Celtic <laughs> were in, that absolute mess that, when, that, that <laughs> Neil Lennon left. They were in a complete state. It's it's night and day, and you have to applaud the guy, which is why that Ange Postacoglu will be on the list of many chairmen across world football in the summer. There will be a a manager merry-go-round in the summer, and Ange Postacoglu, I'm telling you right now, will be in the top three of chairmen's lists of taking over their club, whether it be in the Premier League, whether it be Spain, whether it be Italy. I think he's that good a manager. He is one of the best managers to come into Scotland since Brendan Rodgers. Gio was never that man. I think Steven Gerrard has proved isn't the best manager, but he had good people around him, which was Michael Beale, which is why he's got the job now. For me, Ange Postacoglu has been the best manager in Scottish football since Rodgers. And then before that, Martin O'Neill, Walter Smith, he's up there. 
He's definitely up there. The guy has done a remarkable job in a short period of time and the way they play their football is a joy to watch. So, he's on course for the treble. You think Rangers are going to beat them in the semi-final though? But at this I do. At this stage, you can't really bet against them. No, you can't. Celtic have to go into that game as favourites. But just, again, I, I say that Rangers win that game based on the last couple of performances and I thought they were unlucky on Saturday not to get a result. I think Rangers deserve to get something from the game. It's all about putting the ball in the back of the net. But over the 90 minutes, they should have at least come away with a point at worst. So Celtic are going to win the treble. They're not. And Rangers are going to win the should have got a result treble in the last three <laughs> matches. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so you think Celtic are winning the treble? Aye, yes. Do you want to put a bet on that? Uh, yeah, if you want, yeah. I don't know what the bet should be because I don't think it should be money. I think it should be something a bit more daring, a bit more risque. Okay. We'll think of something. Right, yeah. When's the semi-final for the uh, Scottish Cup? End of April. End of April. We'll, we'll come up with a, a bet, a more risky bet for next week's show. Okay, dokie. Right. So you're definitely going for Celtic? I think Celtic will win the treble, yes. Okay, I don't think they will. Okay, fair enough. Because even if they get to the final, Falkirk will beat them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking! Very good, very I'm good. Joking. Very good. Right, other big news from the weekend. Let's remind ourselves what you and Cameron said about it last week. I'm going to say this. If Robbie Nielsen does not beat St Mirren at Tynecastle on Saturday, he has to be sacked. If you think it's bad now, wait until Saturday. We have to beat St Mirren. If we don't, Robbie Nielsen will no longer be the Hearts manager because the Hearts board, I think they'll have to take some sort of action because we're expected to finish third and we can't afford not to get there. Don't say I'm not good to you, Ewan, because uh, three under a bus earlier on, but I gave you credit there. You got it spot on. I think that was an easy one. I think most observers who were watching what was going on at Time Hand, Castle... Hands up, I thought they wouldn't sack him. I thought they would at least give him the derby or at least till the end of the season, given what he's done. Now, I know you're going to counter that in just a wee second, but I'm going to go first here. I think it's the wrong move getting rid of Robbie Nielsen, and I'll tell you why. They did it before, and it went Pete Tong. They brought in a whole host of people who just weren't up to scratch. Now, listen, yes, obviously, just now... Hearts are going through a very difficult period and we're going through a difficult period under Robbie Nielsen. But what he's done, getting them up from the Championship twice, Scottish Cup finals, third in the league, getting into Europe as well, putting some decent showings in in Europe as well, I think he had enough credit in the bank at least to get to the summer to see if he could have gotten third place. If he hadn't have got third place, I think they would have been well within their rights to go, nah, actually, Robbie, you've taken us as far as you can. I think now hearts are in danger oh, shut up. of shut up. The season is going to implode. I mean, honestly. Stephen Naismith is now in charge of the end of the season, a man who's never been a manager before. Shut up. And you watched Dunfermline in League One, right? I and the reason I'm watching Dunfermline in League One is that we sacked our manager who wasn't doing well. We also lost Stevie Crawford before that as well. But we brought in John Hughes, a man who you said, by the way, was going to keep us up last season. <laughs> Sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. <laughs> right. So we sacked the manager, brought in John Hughes, who was an absolute disaster as well. Yes. Now, I'm not saying Dunfermline shouldn't have got rid of Peter Grant. That was obviously the right move. But in this case, Robbie Nielsen's got a track record of getting it right oh, at Stephen, heart. Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. He has got a track record to get Stephen, it. You can't argue against Stephen. that. I think you're on the outside looking in. I think you're on the outside looking in. The I hearts am, have I made am, a big, big mistake. I here. am in with the bricks. Hearts will 
live to regret this No they will not live to regret this They won't be as consistent as they are Just now under Robbie Nielsen We are worse off at this time of the season Than we were last year Mm -hmm. The football we're playing Is shocking I mean it's poor We look Uninterested We look like we don't know what we're doing It looked like there's no game plan There's no structure we are all over the place. Now, you're saying that he's got credit in the bank because of what he has achieved in the past. You could say that about any football manager who's been successful. Why did Celtic sack Neil Lennon after he just won them the treble in nine in a row? Why did they sack him? Why? Because it was going Pete Tong. Despite having credit in the bank, it was an absolute mess on and off the park. So, so Neil just, Lennon, just, just to clarify, Neil Lennon had enough cred in the bank, but they sacked him. Just to clarify, Jose Mourinho, after all he did for Chelsea, Obramovich sacked him. Jose Mourinho. I'm just saying, uh, what you're, Chelsea, no, Chelsea sacked uh, managers what, every week. Does, forget what you've done. But it's that, what you're doing now. There are problems within the dressing room. There is a split. Stephen Kingsley. The night after Robbie Nielsen got sacked, did an interview with the Edinburgh Evening News and he hinted that there was a split in the dressing room, that there were problems and there were cliques, etc, 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 which was causing issues on and off the pitch. That comes from the top. So it wasn't just about how we were performing and that we'd lost five of our last six games and nothing to do with that. It was what had been going on behind the scenes and what had been going on for months at Hearts we were on the slide. And if we didn't do something about it, Aberdeen were going to finish third. And by finishing third, they're going to be in the Europa Conference League. And by getting into Europa Conference League, that's a check of £3.5 million going to Aberdeen. We had to do something because we need to give ourselves a boost and a chance in the last remaining games to finish third ahead of Aberdeen. So the way to do that, to give yourselves a boost... As you've just explained, there's problems in the dressing room. There's a split. They're not getting on with the coaching staff. So to give yourself a boost, you've appointed the coaching staff who are already there to get to the end of the well, season. Well, doesn't it? Listen, I don't. I'm not Einstein, but the two that have gone could that be? Could that be the problem? Well, I don't know. Are they not a team? Stephen Naismith was on the backroom team. Gordon but he's, Forrest he's, he's, was there. assistant was Lee McCulloch. But who's Fo- gone? Gordon Forrest who's was gone? They didn't ask McCulloch to stand by. Gordon to, Forrest was the first team coach. They didn't ask McCulloch to stand by. Stephen Nixmith, They first didn't team coach. ask Lee McCulloch to stay on as interim manager, did they? He may have said, I don't want the job. Let's go back to when Robbie Nielsen was sacked the first time round after he got you promoted for the championship. And he, I think it was. Again, in, the football was poor then, and we wanted him out at that time. Third in the league, and uh, I think his last game was beating Rangers at Tynecastle. So after he left. Ian Catherall came in. How did he do, Ian? What do, you, what do you want me to say? Well, how did he do? Well, I was. I, 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 just in comparison to Robbie Nielsen, was Ian Catherall worse or better than Robbie Nielsen? Ian Catherall was always going to be worse. Okay, Craig Levine was he worse or better than Robbie Nielsen? Craig Levine's, Levine was always going to be worse as well because he's Daniel Stendel. Daniel Stendel was um, he I, I, better I, or worse than Robbie Nielsen? Worse, but Stephen. Okay, right, Steven. right, okay. And then Robbie Nielsen comes back in, takes you back up for the championship, <sighs> gets you to third, gets you to two Scottish Cup finals so in a you row. You need to stop this. And then, you're really and then, annoying me and now. And then you sack him. I need some bells or something. I do need to do some meditating. <laughs> I just need to zen out for a second because you're f***ing me off with your sh- you keep throwing at me Oh he won a championship here He got you to a Scottish Cup He got you he, two Scottish he Cup finished, finals he, he finished third It's not about that Stephen What we is it about We were then? on the slide So you would prefer Just to clarify You finish in sixth 
and but playing decent football and getting to the Scottish Cup quarterfinals. Stephen, Stephen, we were at one stage in the season seventeen points ahead of Aberdeen. Seventeen points mm-hmm. ahead of Aberdeen, who have been a shambles all season. But they've won the it last just, five it, games. It just proves how poor hearts have been that we've allowed Aberdeen back in. That's how far back we have fallen. They're a shambolic football club that were on the ropes had sacked Jim Goodwin, had just been knocked out by a pub team in the Scottish Cup, yet we've allowed Aberdeen to get ahead of us. It's a joke. That needed to be dealt with. And I'm sorry, Robbie, you did great for us, but your time was up and the Hearts board did the right thing. They could see there was issues behind the scenes and also on the pitch as well. And when the two are not working in unison... You've got a massive problem on your hands and you need to make big calls and that's what the board are there for. They've made the call. Will it work? I hope it does and we'll find out on Saturday when we go Easter Road and play Hibs. How much blame do the players take in this? Well, a huge huge blame as well but that's not the point. Well, no, no, but I'm asking you. Like, but so that's, that's there, the there's point. Robert Snodgrass getting sent off on Saturday. He's down tools over the last few weeks. He's been rotten. He's Barry, not been great. Barry Mackay, rotten. Not been great. Also, I'll put it to you as well, he's been missing four really big players for a lot of the season as well. Stephen, without those Gordon, four players... Halkett. It does right. Without those four players is irrelevant. Our squad is superb. We spent... Is, is it though? Is, is it? Is, is, is it? With the right manager in there, playing the players in the right positions with a proper game plan, we've got a very good squad with a striker who bangs in goals for fun, but yet we're playing him as a number 10 with Ginelli up top. What is that all about? Lauren Shanklin, one of the best strikers in Scottish football. And I'll also want to point out to you as well, we spent £350,000 on a German midfielder who's yet to be given a clear chance and opportunity. The much sought-after striker, winger from Newcastle that loads of clubs were in for, we got him. How's the start of the game for a shit? To be fair, every time he's come on, he's looked absolutely But angry. again, but, but then when we do start him, where do we start him? Central midfield against Rangers when they pumped us three going on 12. Now, is Robbie Nielsen is in charge of recruitment or wasn't in charge of recruitment? It's at Joe Hearts. Savage. So has he got to go as well? Joe Savage has made some errors, but I think that time will tell whether Joe Savage is right for that job because once we get a manager in... Joe Savage at the start of the season was saying they want to win the league. Well, we, don't, the next we, five we, years. We, we don't know how good or bad these players are because are it hasn't worked under Robbie Nielsen. Are Hearts going to win the league under Stephen Naismith next year? He's not going to be the manager next year. Who's going to be the manager next year? I'm hoping for Chris Wilder. Who's at Watford? Yeah, but he, there's rumours that he might go because it looks like they're going to miss out in the top six. He's brought in until the end of the season to get them into the top six. If he doesn't get a top six, Watford will get shot of him. Okay. So I would love, I would like, I would take him in a heartbeat. I'd also take um, uh, Nanglesman, who's just been sat by Bayern Munich. Ah, yeah, <laughs> aye, yeah, so would I. Yeah, play him in midfield. <laughs> uh, right. Just very quickly, because uh, <laughs> we, we do need to move on. Uh, congrats, St. Mirren, by the way. It looks like they're going to finish in the top six for the first what time. What a performance. Uh, they were so, brilliant. So, barring an absolutely collapse in the last two games yes they're going to finish in the top six Curtis Main Gogic as well uh, sorry O'Hara uh, with the second goal and uh, yeah they're going to finish in the top six Stephen Robinson there's another one you fancy him he's on the short list now Stephen, he's third favourite what I would say to you Stephen Robinson not known for playing attractive football 
Not known for playing free-flowing, attractive football. He won't get the job. He, he's, right. he, we're, we're going for bigger and better than Stephen Robinson. That's no disrespect okay. to Robinson, but that's his level. Okay, right. Well, well done to Stephen Robinson and St Mirren. Looks like they're going to finish inside the top six. Let's move on. Aberdeen 2, Kilmarnock 0. Duke scoring after 16 seconds on Saturday and then following it up with the second a little bit later on as well. Um, and that means Aberdeen have won five games on the spin. They're up to third in the table as well. They are currently two points ahead of Hull. Are they going to finish above Hearts this season? They've though? got momentum. They have put together a run of great results. One of those results was against Hearts when they pumped us 3 0. They're in with a brilliant shout. They need to come to Tynecastle, though, at the split. That could be a cup final. You never know how the split fixtures work out. No, no, they'll, 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 they will definitely be sending us to Pataudry for three games when there's so much at stake. It ain't happening. They'll definitely be coming to Tynecastle. If not, there'll be war. Okay, well, I look forward. I look forward to war then. Uh, Kilmarnock uh, losing again because obviously they were playing away for home, and with Ross County winning and Dundee United winning, that means the gap at the bottom between tenth and twelfth is three points. Now, St Johnston lost to Ross County on Saturday. They're on thirty-two points. Does that suck them right back into it? Callum Davidson says we're in a relegation battle. Make no bones about it. It does suck them back into that playoff position. I don't think they'll finish twelfth, but you never know when the split comes. They've all got to play each other. Yeah. St Johnston could find themselves fighting that relegation playoff spot. What a result for Dundee United! Ninetieth minute penalty. Is that the goal that turns their season around? and gets them out of trouble. First one under Jim Goodwin. Massive result. And do you know what? I thought Hibs were a bit unlucky in the game. I thought they deserved to get something out of it. Had some good chances, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. they really did. So Hibs, as it stands, just about in the top six by a point ahead of Livingston. Motherwell are on 36 points. They've got two games left. One of them is at Parkhead, though. So it looks like they'll not be getting into the top six, despite another cracking win on Saturday. 3-0 winners against Livingston. What's going on at Livy, by the way? It's all falling to bits. Imploded, haven't they? There is issues at Livingston. Is this from your sources again? No, 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 no. What I mean is, they were a team mm. that didn't concede goals. Now they concede three in the first half all the time. All the time. Something again. Is it because they know that they're safe and they're fine and that's they're, they're thinking of their summer holidays? Who knows, but David Martindale won't be happy. No, he, he never is. Uh, so <laughs> 3-0, it finished and then obviously... Are they missing Marvin Bartley? That's a good point, actually, because we'll get to Marvin Bartley in just a wee second because Queens are motoring along in League One. But let's go uh, to the Championship next. Let's start on Friday night. Big win for Partick Thistle. Partick Thistle got a wee sniff of the league. They're three points behind Dundee. They've played a game more. They've got momentum. They do have momentum. And what a result for them at the weekend. 4-0 against Queen's Park. Queen's Park are absolutely falling to bits. Three defeats in their last three. And remember, they played Dundee on the final game of the season. It's at Stenhouse Muir, so um, we'll see what happens. It might be over by then. But Dundee getting a point on Saturday against Arbroath. A big, big crowd at Arbroath as well. What was it, over 5,000? Over 5,000. So brilliant stuff. Love to see that. Big, big away support. Got a point and that means that Dundee go top of the table on goal difference ahead of Queen's Park. What do you think? I think Dundee will go on and win the league, but let's be honest, it's not a vintage championship season. There they are, 54 points after 31 games. It's not going to be a great total. I mean, the maximum they can get 
is what 69 points to win the league not best that's a very very low total for winning I, the championship I so want Dundee to win I don't want Queen's Park in the Premier League do you think Queen's Park and, have got a shout in the playoffs though Queen's nah. Park Partick Air I mean Inverness have got a game in hand if they win that they go two points behind Air United Inverness by the way again won on Saturday 2-0 against Wraith Rovers and their third straight win up to fifth five points off Air as I mentioned do have a game in hand uh, Wraith Rovers on the other hand there's seven points Ahead of relegation So let, like let, let, let's assume right That Dundee win the league And I personally want Dundee to win the league Nine points And I'd love Dundee United to stay in the Premier League So we can have the uh, Twelve points We can have the Tayside Derby yeah. I want the Tayside Derby in the Premier League It's a great fixture And I love everything that, that goes with it so come on Dundee and come on Dundee United under Jim Goodwin get yourself safe there was also a big game at the bottom of the table wait, on wait, Saturday wait wait wait, wait, wait before, no, the question I was going to ask you right, okay. whoever finishes in the playoff position did any of the three that are in the playoffs in the championship beat the Premier League team over two legs I don't think so if Ross County are up against Ayr Ross County if they're up against Partick Ross County I, I, th- I think the Premiership teams are just a wee bit stronger to be honest with you So you, you don't think there's any Premiership team that finishes in the playoff position if Inver- Could be beaten by a Championship club Here's something If Inverness get to the playoff final though, And they get to the Scottish Cup final They'll have the Cup final on the Saturday And the playoff final on the Monday No way They'll have to <laughs> rearrange that I know Sky have got the rights to the playoff games as well Yeah exactly So but- Can you imagine it's Inverness and Ross County So Inverness have finally hit a wee bit of form I mean Billy Dodds was on a sugarly peg for he was. a lot of the season a lot of unhappy Inverness fans but they've finally hit form they've got a fully fit squad now as well if they can sneak into the playoffs that means that they have gone into it in good form you know I'd feel a bit sorry for Air. Air have had a really good season Aye. I think a lot of people were thinking Air will struggle again yeah. they, they just stayed up out of the playoffs last season at the expense of them firm one I don't know I think Inverness and Partick are the two form teams so we'll see what happens the two thistles Who's going to be the top four? Dundee, Queen's Park, Partick Thistle, Inverness. I think Air will just miss out. Sorry, Air fans. I agree with you. Let's also speak about Morton, um, because we have to on this podcast, because there's a Morton fan that listens to the show. Yeah. Um, so, 1-1 against Air United on Saturday. So, Morton dropped to sixth. They're six points behind the Air. They do have a game in hand against there, so if they win it, it's not out with the realm of possibility that they get into the playoffs, but their form hasn't been great under no. the game race nah. of late. Nah. What do so, you think? Nah. I, as I say, I think if anyone's going to break into that top four, I would say Inverness, and I think they will just on the fact that they're I on agree a decent with you. run. So there you are. At the bottom of the table, just very quickly, it was Hamilton 1, Cove 1. So it's as you were, obviously. So Hamilton on 29 points, Cove on 27. Paul Hartley is paying for the away support's travel to their next three away games. They actually got a point on Saturday, which is better than usual because uh, they lost their previous seven games or whatever it is. But you think... Coven Hamilton They're done Our both are safe I mean They're only three points Ahead of Hamilton though But they again Have got momentum On their side seven or eight matches I watched our both play Who was it Who did they beat 2-0 The other week there They beat Air United on Air the United night, yeah. yeah They were very good That second goal Yeah What a goal that was It was one of the goals This season It was actual so Football they played Brilliant Cove Bottom Hamilton playoff Hamilton playoff And if Hamilton get in the playoffs I think they'll be alright I think they'll uh, be fine Against Falkirk Airdrie Oh Trump. maybe no then <laughs> no, no Do you know what Hamilton If they finish in a playoff position They could go down actually Because I think Falkirk okay. 
We'll um, we'll do a number on them. Well, not entirely sure about that because on Saturday, Falkirk were tuned up against Dunfermline and then bottled it. Absolutely bottled it. Dunfermline got it back to 2 2. Well, there's nothing to play for. Should have the got, done. Should have gone in actually in front at half time. Uh, Dunfermline they should have been 3-2 in front missed an absolute sitter just before the break it's been a season of missed chances for Falkirk it doesn't matter because Dunfermline are 11 points clear and can win the championship tonight if Dunfermline beat Peterhead and Falkirk don't beat Montrose away from home so I think we'll you th- I think you throw the game against Peterhead so that you can win it in front of your fans on Saturday. Queen East of the South Park. on Saturday, yeah. yes. So uh, we'll see. And saying that, we could win and Falkirk could win and it would have to go to Saturday anyway. Yes. So yeah, um, yeah we'll see what happens tonight. I'm firm on at Peterhead and uh, Falkirk also on their travels. They are taking on Montrose elsewhere in League One. Queen of the South are on the march and they're up to fifth they're only three points behind Aloe in that playoff spot Marvin Bartley the man with the magic touch unbelievable I actually messaged Marvin at the weekend there just to congratulate him because they are on some run and you could see them gate crashing the playoffs they won their last four matches so good and as I said only three points behind Aloe who have lost their last two Airdrie though are on a brilliant run they beat Montrose 3-0 on Saturday and they're only two points behind Falkirk now Aye. I you mean, know, Adrian, you know, in the last five, six matches. Adrian Falkirk are secure in the playoffs. It's between Aloha and Queen of the South now as to who gets that fourth spot. I tell you what, Adrian are going to win the playoffs. I'm calling it right now. Nah, they're, Falkirk win it. The, the form team, Falkirk haven't won in the last five, whereas Adrian have won the last five. The momentum is with Airdrie and it's also with Queen of the South as well. If so Queen I, is, I, if, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Queen of the South sneak into the playoffs. I think Queen of the South will sneak into the playoffs. I'd like to know if they're actually going to be playing Aloha at any point between now and the end of the season because that will be some game if those two are up against each other. But I would actually say that if uh, Marvin Bartley gets his Queen of the South into the playoffs, there is every chance with their momentum that they might cause a little shock and win promotion to the championship. Do you know what also happened at the weekend as well? What happened, Stephen? For only the third time this season. Well, go and tell me. Peter Head actually won a match. <laughs> it's the real football phone with you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 102 101. I'll play that every time Peter Head won a match. That's what I'm going to do from now on, okay? So uh, they won on Saturday, they beat FC Edinburgh. They're still bottom of the league, though, and they're still two points behind Clyde, but they do have a game in hand. Clyde drew with Kelly Hearts on Saturday, so interesting at the bottom of the table in League 1 finally in League 2 at the weekend Sterling Albion I think can win the league tonight as well they are playing Dumbarton they might need to wait until Saturday producer Chris if you could work that one out for me he's getting getting a thumbs up from producer Chris yeah so they could win the league tonight Sterling Albion have been on an absolutely brilliant run and uh, Dumbarton on the other side of things have been on a honking run they are currently 9 points ahead of Dumbarton they would go 12 points in front if they won tonight with only 12 points available so technically they haven't won the league tonight they'll go 12 points clear with 12 to play for yes so they could still technically lose the league I mean it'd be unlikely uh, but anyway well done to Sterling Albion for winning the league probably tonight and uh, Darren Young doing a great job I mention this all the time got his five promoted got Albion Rovers promoted from yes, League 2 he's as done well. well so he's done a great job at Sterling Albion as well well done to Darren Young elsewhere in League 2 at the weekend Albion Rovers actually won a game as well under their new manager Sandy Clark beating Elgin City 3-0 Elgin City 
absolutely sinking like a stone they are now bottom of the table it was a must win for Albion Rovers and Elgin City have reacted to that by sacking their manager and you've got big thoughts on their manager haven't you Ewan? Duh Yeah Who is it? The Elgin manager you know him you know the Elgin City manager come on Duh Give me a clue Is he Scottish? Yes Elgin manager got sacked at the weekend He was one of the longest serving managers in the league He was Elgin City manager since 2017 Was he a player? Yes Was he a good player? Do you want me to read out the teams that he played for? Yeah do that He started his career at Forfa Mm -hmm. Then went to Canoole then Meadowbank Thistle, then Brecon City, then went to Addo Den Haag in Holland for two years. What? Then went to St Johnston, then went to Stirling Albion, then Brecon, and then, of course, famously finished his career at Altrincham. His managerial career is as follows He was at Canoole for three years, then was at Genefield Swifts for a year, and then in 2017 took over at Elgin City. And, and you his- expect me to get his name from those clues? He also is an MBE for services to the community in Aberfeldy during the COVID-19 pandemic. So he's a good guy. Good guy. 37.5 percentage win rate. How old is he? He is 49 years old. You should know that. He'll be the big 5-0 next year. He'll be invited to his party. 49? Yeah. The the clubs, St Johnston. So what year would he have played with St Johnston? Uh, 1997 he made, 97 he made zero appearances so he signed for St Johnson and didn't play yes he was a striker he scored 17 goals in 44 matches for Ado Den Haag that's no bad and he's Scottish yeah 49 mm-hmm. yeah is well, he a pund on the telly not that I'm aware of have you ever heard them like on podcasts or anything or no nah? we should get him on the podcast next week I'd be very interested to talk to this guy well, you might know what come on now that he's been sacked. That'd be a perfect time. He's not doing much else. <laughs> <laughs> Would I know who it is? A hundred percent, I'd have known. Because you're 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 used to talk about lower league football because that's where your club play. Oh, very good. Uh, very um, good. you need to give me some other clues. Give me these initials. Uh, GP. Graham. No. George. No. Grant. No. G G Grant. A common name. George. Common, uh, Gary. Com- no, a common sort of Scottish name. Scottish name yeah. Gary George You're now just naming people Who work at the radio station Yes so um, Think of other people Who work at the radio station With this name Beginning with a G There's somebody else That works at this radio station Begins with a G Worked here for a very Very long time Grant No Still not Grant Still not George Still not Gary Come, come on Come on Works. Does it work on air? Yes They're on the radio For many many years Been here forever George No George Bowie no The other one Beginning with a G Come on! Greg! No! I, that's, I mean, I see what you've done there, but no, not Greg. Greg's eh? No. Come on. G. <sighs> G. It works, it works on Clyde One. Has done for many, many, many years. Callum. Oh, no, it's not G. Gallum. Yes. <laughs> this is painful. Grant! No! He works on the zoo during the week. No. The weekends? Yes. Weekend breakfast? Yes! Oh, Gavin! Yes, thank you. Right, uh, yeah. Gavin. Gavin yes. Skellen. GP. Oh, GP. Gavin Price. Is the correct answer. Is it really? <laughs> Get in! Gavin Price. Gavin Price. Who is he? Who is he? The former Elgin City manager, as I was telling you, obviously. 
The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Ah, glad we got there. Right, we'll get to VRWTF in just a wee second because I think we need a wee... A wee break from the football and let's do some fun stuff before we get to that. So, we've been taking your shouts this week on if Scottish football were a board game. By thanks to all of you for getting in touch, you and Cameron, you can judge the winner. Let's go to Michael Montignani first of all. He was in my year at school, he was one of my mates at primary school as well. So, hello to Michael, goes to Dunfermline Games. So, if Scottish football were a board game, Liam Dictionary, <laughs> Mark Kerplunk, that's good, that's quite good, uh, and Ian Jess, who. Ian, Jess, who? Jess, who? Guess who? Oh, guess who? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Uh, Ewan Boyle says John McMastermind. That's not a board game. It, it's not. It's not. It's not actually. It's not. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's I'd... not a board game. Ewan Boyle, you're disqualified. Uh, Michael Douglas, no, not that one. Uh, Operation Rooney. Operation Rooney. Operation Rooney. That doesn't work. Operation. Operation Rooney. Shun Rooney. Sean Rooney Sean Rooney Rooney, Yes Uh, Hello to Mikko Ian Blackgammon And Ian Chess Which was a very Very popular answer Uh, Robin says Brian Dice Uh, George Burns says Pictionary (laughs) This is quite good though For George Uh, Dungeons and Dragon Dung I'll get this right Dungeons and Dragon (laughs) Mladenovic Not bad. I quite like that. Uh, Stephen Hill, almost my name. Uh, Hungry Hippo Akinyemi. Hippo Hippo Akinyemi. Yeah, that's quite good. Uh, Hippo wait. You know. Uh, also, Stephen Hill says Ange Poster Boggle Lou. Boggle. Boggle. Is it, is it Boggle? Have you, have you ever played Boggle? I've, I've, he- I've heard Boggle. of it. I've heard of I don't it. know what it is. Uh, Fergus Blythe says. What a name! I know. Settlers of Catandy Holiday. <laughs> Is that like what is Settlers that? Settlers of Catan. Right. Settlers, Settlers of, of what? Catan. Catan. What's that? It's like a board game. It's a board game. Yeah. Thirty years or something. Right. Okay. Fergus Blythe showing his age there. Thank you, Fergus. Uh, Graham McFarlane. Uh, Dado Trivial Perso. No. So, no. No. Scotty says. Oh, Christ. Um, <sighs> Haxaback Gammonvich. <laughs> Again, it's a game I've never played. I don't understand backgammon. Scrabble Matondo. <laughs> it's quite good. I like that. Uh, James McCards Against Humanity. Yeah. Uh, Craig says, Nuno Capuccio. Uno. Uno. Oh, Uno, the card game. Nuno Capuccio, right? Who is widely regarded as one of the biggest Rangers flops of all time. But I went to see Dunfermline play Rangers at Ibrox and Nuno Capuccio had his only good game for Rangers. <laughs> he absolutely destroyed us, honestly. I think we were going to beat like 5-1 or something like that. Uh, Duncan Miller says, uh, Kerplunkin Ferguson, uh, A-Monopoly Brophy. Nah, these are, some of these are really bad. Johnny Max says, Trivial Pursuiter. That's better. Guy Britton says, Harold Brack Backgammon. Brack Backgammon. Somebody explain to me how Backgammon works. Go and give me the rules of Backgammon. Is it not? You've got the... Red bits and the black bits. No, that's drafts. Was that drafts? No idea how backgammon works in, mate. Um, Guy Britton also says Neil Scrabble-Lennon. Scrabble. Yeah. I would like to play Scrabble because I like to make up some sweary words and naughty words and see when you play with your mother-in-law, it's really funny. Alan Till says... When you it- put the word c***t in it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
How many points do you get for that? <laughs> Out of interest. Um, Alan Till says, Etch a sketchy anya. <laughs> I don't. Is, is etch, etch a sketch isn't a board game, is it? That's a toy. Uh, it's a, yes, yeah. That's oh, a good one, yeah, though. Yeah, I know it is. Uh, Monopoly McBurney. Oh, God. Uh, operate. Oh, God. <laughs> Operation <laughs> Operation Shuki Nakamura. Nah, no. Nah. Uh, Malt. <laughs> uh, Fuzzy Bear says uh, James McPakes and Ladders. Not bad. <laughs> Robbie L says Miles Hungry Hungry Hippolyte. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry Taylor says uh, VRs Against Humanity. So there you are. That's I like the Miles Hungry Hippolyte thing. That's a good one. Okay, well done to Robbie L. You've won this week. And for next week, I saw a story the other day that finally at airports they've started to do away with the 200 milliliter rule of liquid before you get in a plane so this week I want your best suggestions for if Scottish football were an airport okay uh-huh. so what examples do you have Paris Reagan Charles de Gaulle cook <laughs> <laughs> very good oh god uh, <laughs> uh, Liam Palmer de Mallorca that's bad yeah that's so bad there's another one and I, I, I'm not even going to do it it's that bad right so uh, that is if you, they can do better an airport you need to do better than that you can they get in can. touch in all the usual places including on our Twitter feed which is at Big Football Scott if you want to give us a shout there so at Big Football Scott if Scottish football were an airport right I suppose we'd better do this la gente esta muy loca what the fuck okay uh, big week for VAR or lack of depending on your opinion so let's start with the big one then Celtic versus Rangers Alfredo Morelos talk to me Ewan referee made a mistake that's it he made a mistake and I think in reflection he will admit he made a mistake I also think as well the protocols need to change for VAR that allows a referee to have a look at a decision like that if there is a doubt unfortunately the way that VAR works unless it's a clear and obvious error VAR cannot get involved because the referee is looking right at it and has made that decision now the, the reason I think we can all agree it was soft correct right? it was soft but Alfred Morelos does push him in the back right whether it's enough for Johnson to fall over it isn't that's another story and that's another debate yeah. but under the rules of VAR, that is not a clear and obvious error. Kevin Clancy thought it was a foul because Alfred Morelos does shove him in the back. No, shoves, he, a, shoves the wrong word. He puts his hands on his back. Puts his hands on his back. Doesn't push and, him, doesn't and, shove him. And he's given a free kick. Johnson feels the contact and he takes advantage of it. And I think it's good play from Johnson because he finds himself out of position. He knows he's in trouble. He tries to buy the free kick. The referee buys it. And that's why the VAR protocols need to change because with situations like that, it should give the referee another chance to have a look at it. I would do, also, do you, do I, honestly, would, I would also do you honestly think if he went and looked at that, he'd change his mind. I yes, don't think he would have. I think he changed his mind. I don't think mind. he would have. I think he changes his mind. Because I think this. The, the, I the, personally the, believe he changes his mind. Okay. I really do, because it was like what somebody said on Sky Sports News. I think it was that former defender Stephen Warnock. He said. 
that if you're going to give fouls for that, there's going to be 25 penalties in a game. They say that all the time. But it's though. true though, Stephen. When soft, when it's soft, true. When soft penalties are given, they always say that. But it's true. Yeah. But it's true. Know, listen, listen. It's, it's really true. So I think if Clancy got the opportunity if, if I'm to a Rangers, look at it, he gives the goal. If I'm a Rangers fan, I'm obviously not happy about that. Yeah. If, I, if I'm a Celtic fan, you can go. Well, he put his hands on his back. But then, okay, the flip to that is, I think that Clancy deep down will know he made a mistake there. Protocols need to change in regards to VAR. So if that is a foul, then why doesn't VAR intervene and give Rangers a penalty when Alistair Johnston is pulling the shirt of Morelos back just at the start of the second half when he has a header at goal? You could now. If that, what I'm saying is, if you're going to be consistent, if that was a foul in the other penalty box, there was a foul committed there as well. But again, not every grab of a shirt, not every. Um, um, contact as a foul but when you set the precedent the precedent mm-hmm. from the previous decision be consistent and you should have pulled that one up now the reaction to it has been very strong we've always had a couple of days and it's not really settled down any uh, reports that Kevin Clancy's shocking address and Unreal. family details have been leaked online and stuff like that as well um, Disgusting. Why would you ever want to be a referee in Scottish football if you make a decision like that? And I think in good faith. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. You made a mistake. As I said, he made a mistake. We all make mistakes. And that's the reaction to it. How many mistakes have I made on this podcast in thirty-six episodes? We all make mistakes in life, and there are sometimes you want to go back and change things. Someone argued this podcast is a mistake in itself. Exactly. <laughs> now I have worked with many former referees over the years at sportsmen's dinners. Probably like you as well, Stephen. Yep. And yes, there's a lot of hassle that comes with being a referee in Scottish football, but none of them regret it. They absolutely love it. They love the buzz of it. But see when it gets to that sort of level, what's ha- what Kevin Clancy's family are going through right now, that's just the dregs of society. That's the worst of the worst. And again, that's not the majority of the Rangers support. That's a small minority online being d- and just horrible d- that's it. Also, you'll need to do some beeps there. <laughs> also, uh, Rangers have written to the Scottish FA uh, for an explanation of the goal being ruled out. They've got a reply, um, and the SFA have obviously stuck by their man, stuck by the referee, um, and said that there wasn't a mistake made. So, again, you have to stand by the referee. A bit like what's going to happen. Down is, it, south. Is, is it helpful for teams to be writing? To the FA after decision, contentious decision. Hearts have done it in the past. Celtic have done it. Rangers have done it. I think Dundee United have done it. As Dundee United well. done it. It happens down south as well. They want explanations for this. I think the new boy that's coming down south in England, he came out instantly after what happened between Spurs and Brighton, Brighton yeah. and apologised for getting it wrong. Now, now that's what it, you want. Be- you want clarity like that, and I'd like to. I'd like to think the next season our referees will be a bit more open or the SFA will release a statement or explain decisions on the Monday morning, a bit like what the English FA are doing right now. The MLS are also doing something quite interesting at the they moment. Are. And uh, the head of their referee and sort of body is coming out and explaining contentious decisions. And showing video evidence behind it as well. Now, obviously, the thing with that is if... I've not seen evidence of the MLS coming out and saying, "Yeah, actually, we made a mistake there. Sorry about that." I've yet to see that. Yeah, but that... they've explained why that goal was given or why the goal wasn't offside and all that. But I love what the boys doing down south. What's his name again? The Howard big... Webb. Howard Webb. 
transparent, open, communicating, comes on to Sky Sports News, comes on to Sky Sports for their Super Sunday programmes to explain what they're doing. They're going to try and explain the reasons behind certain decisions. And I thought the quickness that they reacted to the Brighton penalty that they should have got and apologised for it and phoned the clubs and put a statement out I thought was top notch and I think I'd like to see that in Scotland do you think that would help here yes 100% see if if, if a Howard Webb type person was in Scotland and they come in and went yeah Clancy got that wrong we apologise we're only human we make mistakes and you you think Rangers just go aye cheers Aye, sorry about that. We'll just move on. No, but no, I, you, you still. No, be, sorry, you, you, I, let me clarify. The Rangers fans. I'm not saying Rangers. No, you'd, you'd obviously even as fans, if that, if that was if that was a situation, wouldn't that just play into the "Ah, told you so" they're against us? No, no, no. It doesn't. It doesn't. It shows transparency. And if I was a Hearts fan, I'd still be annoyed that the decision went against me. But I'd also be right. Oh, fair play to them. At least they know okay. they made a mistake and hopefully they learn from it. Okay, okay, right, let's move on then. Hearts versus St Mirren on Saturday. Uh, Robert Snodgrass, the second yellow. Move on, yep. uh, second yellow, red card off. Sports scene pundits think he got the ball? Nah. VR can't intervene on second yellow cards, was it a yellow? I didn't think he got the ball, but he also lunged in as well when the boy was getting away from him, so I thought it was a yellow. Okay, okay. Aberdeen versus Kilmarnock. So, uh, Dorset bundled over by Miofsky in the box just before a shot. What do you think? Nah. Nah, not for you? Nah. Uh, Johnny Hayes claims to have been pulled down by Danny Armstrong in the box. Both checked by VAR, by the way, not given. Not given. Again, right decision. Uh, Robertson. Uh, Robinson I should say stabs the ball home in stoppage time but it's offside confirmed by VAR definitely offside okay and finally Motherwell Livingston uh, Johnson's goal for Motherwell initially ruled out for offside VR confirmed that Spittle was onside before the pass to Johnson so the goal was confirmed yeah good all good and Van Veen offside for the hat-trick confirmed by VAR 100% yeah unfortunate for him but yes it was offside so good or bad week for VR given the a good week I think it's been a good week. Again, like last week, I thought it was a good week. And going forward, I hope that we learn from mistakes that I've made. But um, all, all in all, I think VAR have had a decent week. Okay, we've got a few fixtures uh, over the weekend. And Friday, we've got Ross County versus Aberdeen. That's looking like a big one. Both teams on decent form. Aberdeen obviously winning five games on the spin. They haven't been setting the header of no, Aberdeen you no. know we were talking about on Saturday with our correspondent Ali Begg who watches all the Aberdeen games for us you know Aberdeen haven't been fantastic but they've been getting results haven't they they've got momentum and they now know how to win a football match and that gives you a good chance of reaching your goal and their goal is to finish third and get into Europe on Saturday we have the Edinburgh Derby Hibs versus Hearts Huge Stephen Naismith in charge of Hearts for the first time it's a half past 12 kickoff. it's not live on the telly though is it I think it's going to be on um, Hibs TV on Hibs TV Hearts TV as well yeah, it's pay per view yeah, yeah pay per view so I think it's what 12 pound Hibs obviously on a similarly shocking run that Hearts are on so something has to give I was looking at the coupon for that game do you know that Hearts are 2-1 to one to win that game at Easter Road and they've got a better team. There's, we, I mean, you can't argue that. Hearts have got a better team. They've just sacked their good manager, though. It might just galvanise the team. At 2-1, to one, I thought that was, was a huge price. There. That was too obvious. Uh, Rangers versus St Mirren, back to winning ways for Rangers yeah. or St Mirren? Nah, Rangers will win that. Okay, Livingston versus St Johnson on Saturday. Both teams... Big game. You know, St Johnson could be dragged back into it. 
if St Johnson win St Johnson would they'd go four points behind Livingston I think that if St Johnson were to get a point from that right now they'd be happy with it Motherwell versus Dundee United looking like Huge. another big game for Dundee United massive and do you know what that win against Hibs Motherwell playing well though yeah that win against Hibs in the last minute I think they'll get something out of the game That I think it will galvanise them and rejuvenate them Kilmarnock versus Celtic Sunday lunchtime what are you thinking cricket score ok and uh, the final games before the split we may as well look ahead to that as well because then we can kind of work out who's going to go where uh, Hearts versus Versus Ross County again on early kickoff. It's, it's a home win. Hearts will win that. Celtic versus Motherwell. Celtic. Dundee United versus Livingston. Huge. Dundee United will win that at home. St Mirren versus Kilmarnock. St Mirren will win that and cement their place in the top six. St Johnson versus Hibs. Draw. And then Aberdeen Rangers to finish things Your off. Your top six will be Hibs and St Mirren, Hearts, Aberdeen, Celtic Rangers. Okay, so you don't think... I don't think Livingston get in there. Don't think Livingston, despite the fact... No. You know, they've got... Nah. St, but if they beat St. Johnson on Saturday... They won't, they, no. They would go above Hibs. No, they won't. If Hibs get beat. But it's, Livingston won't beat St. Johnson. And that means Hibs needs to go to St. Johnson and win on the final day and hope that Livingston don't win against Dundee United. Which Livingston won't beat Dundee United. Okay, right. That's fine now. So that's my top six. What's your top six? My top six is Celtic Rangers, Aberdeen Hearts, St. Mirren and... I don't think Hibs are going to win on Saturday. And I don't... Will they beat St Johnston? I think Livingston are going to beat St Johnston on Saturday and get in the top six and that'll be enough for them. So it'll be Livingston instead of Hibs in the top six? Yes. So we disagree on that as well? Yes. Even though I think Hibs are... You know, they, I thought they played all right yesterday. So I they did against I Dundee United. I thought, thought they were right. very good. So there we are, you and Cameron. We've made it to yet another... I enjoyed that episode. today. Yeah, it was good. It'll be interesting to see what Hearts do over the next couple of days in preparation for the Hibs game, how the players will be up for that game at Easter Road. I hope they will. I think they will. I expect us to get results. We can't afford to lose any more ground to Aberdeen. And it'll be interesting to see what Hearts do in the summer because Stephen Naismith will not be the manager next season. He's interim. And then he'll move downstairs, whoever comes in. Is that your sources telling you that again? I know that, sir, for a fact. All oh, right, okay, well, we'll move on then. You and Cameron and these sources. Right, this has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Stephen Will, he's Ewan Cameron. Huge thank you to you for listening as well as ever. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use so you don't miss a podcast and rate us five stars as well. Obviously, Ewan. If we started off as a fish and then a monkey, how does it end? Who knows? Keep an eye on socials for if Scottish football or an airport. Get your tweets in for that. And we'll be back next week at the usual time with another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Next Monday, by the way. Bye for now. Cheerio, bye. Bye.